Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. And with that, we welcome you inside of Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stanfield. He is Eric Young. I am Greg Sussman. Welcome to the day before week 14, the edition, the quarterfinal edition of the BFFs. What's happening, Frank? Great. Hey, happy Friday to you, bud. Kicked off week 14 last night. The fantasy football playoffs are here. Unfortunately for the Cowboys, they may they may not be in the playoffs here, Greg. They very well may be, Frank, because they'll still be in first place after this week. I hope you're right, because well, I, got, I got the ticket. You got the ticket. I hope you're right. We'll see what happens. Eric Young, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, boys. I'm doing well. Uh, a great night here in Nashville. Was out uh, at a Preds charity event, even though Greg Sussman didn't believe me when I told him. <laughs> um, watched a little bit of the highlights today. Interesting game. Dallas is uh, in full uh, implosion mode. Pretty wild. Uh, it's funny because, Frank, as promised, I texted you. I was like, hey, like, what happened in the NXT League? And he's like, at a charity event. I was like, oh, my God. I'll tell you, was, I'll tell you tomorrow. I'm like, these crazy <laughs> mofos fought at a charity event? Like, they're going to get fired. And then when I texted you out today, tell me the story, I was like, wait a minute. He's at a charity event. Oh, great. Which is why he won't, he's not able to, like, text right now. And he's like, you're an idiot. He didn't say that. That's what he meant. <laughs> uh, I kind of wish that he did say that because that would be hilarious. Uh, but, yeah, sometimes, you know, things are lost in translation when it comes to texting. Very hard to read sarcasm very hard to just pick up on just random things when it comes to texting so uh bad job by you greg not a great job by me sorry but not a great job by me but now i'm gonna turn it to you and hopefully get a great job by you because we have talked about it all week long in this show frank has answered this question four different ways one two three four probably not true close to it four different ways so now I turn my attention to you all, and EY as well, and who answered it as well. I got one flex spot left, guys, and I need help who to start. Do I start my man Bo Leave? Or do I go with Alexander Madison, 
I'm not going to do that. I'll tell you why in a moment. Patrick Laird or Emmanuel Sanders? I have all four of those guys as somebody I can flex. I don't know which one to start. Yeah, we have the poll up on the Fantasy BFF Twitter right now, and the leading vote-getter, Greg, it's actually a tie mm. between Emmanuel Sanders and Alexander Madison. So as I said, I'm not going to start Alexander Madison because, as we found out today, they are Wind is blowing or something out there. I don't know uh, what's going on. We're not going to start Alexander <laughs> Madison uh, because Dalvin Cook was left off the injury report for this weekend, which means he is not expected to be limited. He's going to be full bore. He's going to go and do his thing. And even though I want all of the carries in that Minnesota backfield, no doubt, if Dalvin Cook's not even going to be limited, he's not, he's not questionable, not probable, not, not doubtful, none, none of that. He's not, just off the injury report. He's going to play in his normal workload and, and lead my team to victory, I hope. Greg, we now have a new leader in the poll, and you have to listen to the poll. I don't Because you are a man of the people. We are the I show am, of the people. We are all of that. That is true. So you have to do what the poll says. 33% say you have to start Alexander Madison. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I'm not going to do that. Ah, oh, come on. I'm not going to do that. We'll see. We'll see what the poll says, though. We will see. We've got so, some time left. On today's show, we went through a lot of the games yesterday, which was great. We spent a lot of time breaking down the games. Today, we'll do all the games that we missed. It'll be great. Um, you can call that kind of like the leftovers, Frank, because we haven't done half the games. Like leftovers. Mm. Get it? Sure. Yeah. You go ahead and play, play the soundbite if you want to as well. Well, I didn't prepare Danny. That's, that's, that's not <laughs> fair. I, I can't do that. Well, but, we've got, we got time throughout the break. You hungry? Didn't get your fill from the waiver yeah. wire? Never. No. No. The BFFs has your leftovers. Watch this. Never mind. Give me a whole lot of... Mmm... We got a whole slate of leftovers, a whole plate, boom, of leftovers to get to. So let's begin with arguably the game of the weekend. The New England Patriots hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, a rematch of the AFC Championship game from a year ago. That one was in Kansas City. This one is in New England. EY, my question to you, which running, you can only start one from each team. Which running back do you want to start from the Chiefs, and which running back do you want to start from the from the New England Patriots? Uh, judging by last week, it's, it's going to be James White. Um, but I, I'm staying strong on this, just like I've been all year. The Patriots running backs—it's it, a mess every year. Everyone wanted to tell me in the offseason that Sony Michelle was the unequivocal number one running back, was going to carry the ball, was going to score a pile of touchdowns. Well, that hasn't happened because that's not what the Patriots do. Um, James White uh, had a hell of a game. Seemed like there were times when he was the only guy on the field or the only guy that Brady could see last week. Um, so that that would be my my vote. Uh, but I mean, it's a dart throw, just like it's always been. And I'm gonna put go with McCoy. I think he's going to be the starter. But I do have a sneaky suspicion about Darwin Thompson. Frankie, same question to you, my friend. I actually have Darwin Thompson ranked the highest of the Chiefs running backs so far. Damian Williams did not practice again yesterday. I haven't seen the Chiefs practice report yet for the for today, but I would be very surprised if Damian Williams is good to go in Week 14. Darrell Williams has already been ruled out, so I will take Darwin Thompson as well. Sean McCoy has been inactive over the past month or so. He has seen a limited workload, uh, and per perhaps they've been saving him for a game like this, but personally, I feel like Darwin Thompson is in play for double-digit touches here in this game against the New England Patriots. And then on the other side, I think James White is what he has been all season long, Greg. He is a flex. He had a bunch of work last week. They were trailing for a lot of last week. 
I'm not sure that that's going to be the case. I have Sony Michelle ranked the highest of the Patriots running backs this week. You can run on the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think that they will try to do just that. You remember the playoffs, Greg? I do. That was that was a game where uh, Sony Michelle scored. I believe it was three touchdowns. That's correct. The Kansas City Chiefs. Lot of Sony Michelle. Lot of going all we'll more into this game on the other side of this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Welcome back to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever live on the Sports Grid TV network. Greg Sussman scooting his way back to his side of the table. You stay over there, Greg. Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go. We were talking about the Chiefs and the Patriots before we hit the break. We did the running backs, Frankie. Is there anything else you want to mention specifically when it comes to the wide receivers? I know you were on Muhammad Sanu for a while. He hasn't really done anything. No. Same with Philip Dorsett. My man Ben Watson's been useless. It's been all Julian Adam and the only guy that you can trust in that New England offense. Yeah, I would say the only three players that I really want to trust in this spot is Julian Edelman, uh, Sony Michelle as a low-end RB2, and James White as a flex option. Uh, Tom Brady, if you play in super flex leagues, I think he's a he's an okay QB2. I want to like the Chiefs in this spot, Greg, but this just seems like a, a normal, like the best get-right spot possible for the New England right. Patriots where they've lost two games in a row, tough games against the Ravens and the Houston Texans. They come back home. It's the Patriots at home in December. Belichick is... He's going to figure something out for this game. So I want to like the Chiefs from a betting perspective. I can't do that. And when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense, Patrick Mahomes hasn't necessarily been great. He has thrown just one touchdown in back-to-back games. One of those games was in Mexico. Then the other one was a blowout against the Oakland Raiders. So he didn't really need to throw the ball all that much. Uh, But he has thrown only one touchdown or less in four of the last six games. With that being said... You shouldn't have benched Deshaun Watson last week. You're not going to bench Patrick Mahomes this week. Oh, you don't want to bench him for Sam Darnold this week? Uh, no. Okay. Maybe I should uh, rank a little bit closer, though. Just wanted to know. <laughs> Just wanted to know. And, and do don't that. overthink things, too. Like, there's someone in the chat, for example, asking us if they should be benching Tyreek Hill for Zach Paschal. Like, yeah, I like Zach Paschal, but Tyreek Hill, we saw it last year against the New England Patriots. I mean, he can win you a week on one play. I mean, the guy could have a 75-yard touchdown at any given time. So, yes, it's a tough matchup, but... That type of upside from Tyreek Hill, I personally can't get away from it. All righty. The Tyreek, Tyreek Hill, pair with Patrick Mahomes, pair with Travis Kelsey, all guys that we can start here uh, this week. When it comes to the running backs, well, it's a little bit more iffy, certainly on the Chiefs side and the Patriots side uh, as we started breaking down this game. Let me move on, Frank. We mentioned the Chiefs, obviously, in the AFC West. Let me go to the Denver Broncos, also in the AFC West. Denver matches up. Uh, this week against the aforementioned Houston Texans. And last week, EY Cortland Sutton didn't matter who was on him, didn't matter who was throwing the ball. He has proven to be a wide receiver one all season long. Is he a wide receiver one this week for you? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been a wide, wide receiver one pretty much all year, even with poor quarterback play. Um, that was a call of mine in the offseason. I said Sutton's going to be the number one there. Draft as many number ones as you can. And him and Locke look like they had a, a good connection right away. Sutton's going to be a number one wide receiver for many years, I believe, in the NFL. I have Sutton as a high-end wide receiver, too, this week, Greg, but it's just semantics at that point. I think if you own Corlin Sutton, you are using him. Obviously, uh, the, the Texans, this was a team that we were actually targeting pass catchers against them. They've been much better against wide receivers over the past month, allowing the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers during that span. It's not enough to scare me off of Cortland Sutton. He had a great game last week. He had the two touchdowns. I want to see more than five targets personally, but he's one of these guys where uh, you, it doesn't matter what the matchup is. I mean, Cortland Sutton is that good. He did it against Casey Hayward last week. I'm pretty sure he can do it against... Anybody, frankly, here, Greg. Royce Freeman banged up for the Denver Broncos, but looks like he is still going to play. And over the past three weeks, Philip Lindsay, 55% of the snaps. Royce Freeman, 45% of the snaps. Lindsay is getting a lot more work, a lot more carries. And um, the Houston Texans are allowing 4.5 yards per carry to running backs this year and the most receptions. So I think Philip Lindsay, while you know, he hasn't been great recently. He's still seeing a solid workload, uh, and I think you should continue to trust him as an RB2. Greg, have you noticed that there was a, Jeff, can you take me higher, man? Yeah, I know. Spotting last week? It was awesome. This is crazy. It was pumped. <laughs> I was pumped, rather. It was great. It was Drew Locke. Obviously been practicing with Jeff Hireman for a while, and they sure got the ball. There you go. You, saw that, la- you saw that last night with Chicago, by the way. Um, I forget the guy's name now. He Ooh. caught all, like, all these passes, their third string tight end. Oh, J.P. Holtz? That guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did He did do that. That is a factual statement, he Greg. Did. He caught passes last night. By the way, <laughs> speaking of players you started last night, I don't want to get too much into this because I know we have a lot to do. Anthony Miller. Oh, man. Anybody that you started in that game last night, for the most part, paid off. Yeah. I mean, I would have wanted more out of David Montgomery. You can't get greedy. But, you know, losing the fumble, that obviously ended up affecting agreed, his, agreed. his fantasy total. He didn't have any targets or receptions, so that sucked. But 20 carries for 86 yards, pretty good game. Zeke was great. Uh, Amari Cooper ended up coming through. As did Gallup. told people yesterday, you know, little iffy. And I going into the fourth quarter. I texted Frank in, like, the third quarter. <laughs> I was like, man, you nailed this one. Great job. And he's just like, yeah, you know, he hit some, but I'm still winning at Jason Witten. And Cooper scores a touchdown <laughs> just drops into his breadbasket. That's stunk. Um, Michael Gallup showed up. Allen Robinson was great. Uh, Anthony Miller scored a touchdown. Mitchell Trubisky yeah. was amazing. All the fantasy relevant players were very good. It's really interesting because the one major change, and they highlighted it on the broadcast last night that they've changed with Trubisky, using his legs more. And ever since he's done that, it's been a totally different offense. Yeah, he huh. entered last night with 80 rushing yards total on the season. He had 63 rushing yards last night alone with a rushing I touchdown. why they stopped that. I think he was uh, scared because of the shoulder injury that happened on a scramble play where he was you know, trying to pick up some yards with his legs and he ends up uh, trying to reach out and hurts his shoulder. So I think whenever you see an injury like that happen, uh, it's always like in the back of your mind until I guess now he's 100% healthy and feels all right running again. But yeah, I mean, if he's going to start to run like this, he's uh, back in that you know, super flex quarterback territory. We'll find out, Mitch Trubisky, who the real one is in the coming weeks. Let me go over to the Houston side of things in this game. Frank, you mentioned to me you wanted to start Will Fuller over D.D. Westbrook, so I throw that over to Eric Young. Would you rather start this week, EY, Will Fuller or D.D. Westbrook? Oh, geez, that's a tough one. Um, 
with, with the quarterback situation in Jacksonville, I, I, I mean, I think Shark is the only one that you can really, really trust. Didi Westbrook was a guy that we all thought was going to have maybe career year with reception and stuff. Uh, we saw that preseason game with him and Foles. I can't remember how many catches he had. He had double-digit catches, I believe it was. But I think uh, in this situation, um, if, if you need the points, I go Fuller. If you need a more steady option, you go Westbrook. But, I mean, in my case, I would probably start Fuller this week. Yeah, I think it is a close call here, Greg, that we have to make in the pit league, deciding between Didi and Will Fuller as one of our flex options. Uh, Didi did catch a touchdown last week uh, with uh, with Gardner Minshew back in the game there, and he caught a two-point conversion from him as well. But the Denver Broncos secondary has actually been letting up some fantasy points recently. They've allowed four touchdowns to wide receivers over their last three games. They've allowed two 100-yard receivers during that span as well. So uh, I don't think that you should be worried about Hopkins, obviously, but I think that there's a chance that, assuming he's healthy, I saw that Fuller was you know limited again all week with a hamstring. Assuming he's healthy and good to go, I think this could be one of those better games for Fuller. And he should have had a touchdown last week. Yes. He just ended up uh, dropping it. Yes. I think if you play in a PPR league as well, Duke Johnson is a sneaky lower-end flex. They talked about that on the broadcast last week while they were playing the Patriots, how the Texans wanted to use Duke more as a pass catcher. That's exactly what he did. He had six targets and a receiving touchdown last week, and it is easier to throw to the running backs than it is to run against this Denver Broncos defense. Let me go with D.D. Westbrook's game. D.D. Westbrook and the Jacksonville Jaguars are at home this week taking on the Chargers. What a gross game. Not one I'm interested in. Yeah, four and eight versus four and eight. Not like, one. Not what, one. What are we doing here? I'm interested in, except for fantasy purposes. We might, EY mentioned the only guy he really trusts in that wide receiving court is DJ Chark with Gardner Minshew starting. Uh, I think that's fair. I think Leonard Fournette's obviously you're rolling with him. On the other side, can you start, Frank? Can you go with Big Mike Williams this week. Um, where's Austin Eckler in your rankings? I think those are the two biggest questions because you know what you you know you're gonna start Melvin Gordon. You know you're gonna start Keenan Allen. So uh, where do you have both Mike Williams and Austin Eckler ranked this week? Yeah, so I have Mike Williams coming off his 100-yard game as my wide receiver 43. He's right in this mix with a bunch of other options that I kind of like but don't love with Cole Beasley, D.D. Westbrook's in this mix, James Washington, really good matchup against the Cardinals, Emmanuel Sanders, your boy Greg, uh, and then Hollywood Brown and Terry McLaurin. So this is you know the wide receiver for flex territory. That's where I have Mike Williams for this week. And then when it comes to the Chargers running backs, I mean, how can you not like them? The Jaguars have just been shredded by running backs all season long and they have allowed some really really big games so i have melvin gordon as my rb8 and i have austin eckler as my rb21 so he is a low end rb2 in this matchup we'll get ey's thoughts on those players when we come back we'll continue going through all the games from sunday so stick around a whole lot more coming your way that's ey he's frank i'm greg we're your bffs we'll be back right after this are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If 
you want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season, you need to join DailyRoder.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the DailyRoder.com NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you're playing daily fantasy hockey without using DailyRoder.com, you're doing it wrong. Use the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That promo code is ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com. Millionaires are made. Before we hit the break, I told you we were going to get Eric Young's thoughts on both Austin Eckler and Mike Williams. So, EY, what do you think of these guys? Uh, Mike Williams showed up last week, finally. Um, maybe one of my worst calls of the offseason. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, just terrible. I had him way, way up my board. I have him on a lot of my teams. Um, so last year was a, or last week was was a bit of a uh, catch your breath and, and not look so dumb. But uh, I just don't know. He, he, he has been very inconsistent. So I would probably put him right, right over Frank is saying in your wide receiver three flex spot, maybe. Um, but Eckler, I, I like. He's been good. Uh, Gordon is the starter, but Eckler's going to get his carries. And then Jacksonville hasn't been able to stop running backs all year. So I'm starting Eckler for sure. Greg, I don't know why they don't just throw those you know, basically jump balls to Mike Williams more often, right? Yeah. It seems like whenever they throw them to him, he does come down with that play. So I don't know if it's, you know, Phillip Rivers not having the arm strength to do so or the confidence to do so in Mike Williams. But for whatever reason, I mean, this offense should really just be Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry in the passing attack and a little bit of Austin Eckler. And then obviously uh, with Melvin Gordon and Eckler as the running backs. But uh, the target share has just been so inconsistent for Mike Williams. And how about this, Greg? It's week 14. He still does not have a touchdown. It's been a long time. We knew that touchdown regression was going to hit after he had 10 touchdowns last year based on his target share. Crazy. But, I mean, God, this has gone so far the other way. It's yeah, it's been really wild. bad, uh, obviously, for Mike Williams all season long for those that drafted on him and was just waiting for that positive regression to come. It hasn't. I'm so sorry. You asked me, uh, Frank, during the break, which of these quarterbacks do I start? So let's get into the quarterback we haven't spoken about yet. And that is Jameis Winston. Winston is at home this week, facing off against the Indianapolis Colts. I believe Marlon Mack is back for Indianapolis, yes? That's a full go. Matt, Marlon Mack, not even on the injury Not report. expected to be on a pitch count either. He'll be ready to rock, which means you got to get him back in your lineup. T.Y. Hilton, we don't know if he'll play again this season. And Frank... You were telling me yesterday, you were talking about Paris Campbell. My buddy uh, reached out to me earlier today. He thinks Paris Campbell could be a league winner. Why are people so high on Paris Campbell going into Week 14? Well, there was a lot of hype around Paris Campbell in the NFL draft. I mean, this is a slot receiver who was explosive after the catch. And, you know, the Colts were really hy hyping him up throughout, uh, spring, uh, throughout the training camp, throughout preseason as well. And they need pass catchers on this team, right? Like, they have to throw the ball to someone outside of Jack Doyle and Zach Paschal. I don't know that T.Y. Hilton is going to play again, but we have, you know, been very fond of slot receivers the past couple of years for fantasy football, Greg. And I think that there is an opportunity here for Paris Campbell. The schedule upcoming for the Colts is a very good one, obviously facing the Bucks this week, who just allow a ton of fantasy production to wide receivers. So that would actually be part of the leftover waiver wire segment that we normally do. Uh, but if you have a dead roster spot on the end of your bench, Harris Campbell is someone that I would look into adding right now. While we're talking about the pass game here, I like Zach Paschal. He's inside my top 36. He's a wide receiver three going up against the Bucks. He just had 10 targets last week, over 100 yards. The Bucks allow the most fantasy points, the most receptions, and most targets to wide receivers so far this season. Love, love, love Jack Doyle as well. Uh, the Bucks allow the third most fantasy points to tight ends, and we know Jack Doyle's target share is going to be there. Greg, I don't know that... 
Marlon Mack is definitely a start his first game back here. I think that he you is... You he's not on a pinch count. He's not, so but, why we but it's Marlon a tough Mack? matchup. I don't care. It is a tough matchup. It doesn't matter. I think he's more of a higher-end RB3 flex than RB2. Like, I'd rather Ma- use Austin Eckler in that matchup against fine. the Jaguars. I, that's fine. If I have that's Marlon, that low-end RB2 territory. If I have Marlon Mack, I'm certainly starting him over all my schmucks. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. but So I have Marlon Mack RB28, for example. Just ahead of him, I have James White, Benny Snell, Sony Michelle. I don't think any of that is egregious. Okay. It's not egregious. I agree. Yeah. That's fine. Um, what was I going to say? So, where did you have Pas- where do you have Zach Pascal ranked this week? And where do you have Paris Campbell ranked this week? I'm not going to put Paris Campbell right back into my lineup right away. I okay. kind of want to see what he does this week and how much he plays, what his snaps look like. But I do have Zach Pascal at wide receiver 33, just ahead of Will Fuller, Marvin Jones, and Curtis Samuel. Okay, EY, Zach Pascal certainly startable without T.Y. Hill, and I'm not doing the Paris Campbell thing until I see him back, as you said, even in a great matchup against Tampa Bay. Uh, what do you think of this wide receiving core for Indianapolis? And Pascal's look good. I mean, and and for me, I mean, that's uh, he's a must-start. Tampa Bay hasn't been able to stop any wide receiver. Um Pascal is the number one there right now while Hilton is out. Brissett has played really well. I'm certain Pascal all day long, and and I do have a sneaky feeling about Paris Campbell. I mean, that's somebody that they really liked. He was drafted pretty high. Uh, a guy that in the offseason, I can remember reading stuff about him being the one that will eventually replace T.Y. Hilton. Uh, so, I mean, it could be a super sneaky play this week. Super sneaky play if you are desperate um, at that spot. Let me go to the other side here uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked about it, uh, I don't know, it was off the air on the air yesterday, Frank, but how good Chris Godwin and Mike Evans have been of uh, all top three wide receivers this season. Last pair to do that work. Wes Welker and Randy Moss back in 09. There you go. My man, he tweeted that out as well if you missed that stat. Uh, you got those from Tampa Bay, but that's not the question, right? The question is what you do at the running back position, where Rojo has not been freed, Peyton Barber was back, and they just roll with whoever Arians feels like rolling with. It doesn't really seem to be logic. Um, Rojo missed a bliss pickup, and that was it for him this past Sunday. Peyton Barber got in the mix, scored a couple of touchdowns. Do you feel safe or comfortable starting either of them? No, I do not feel comfortable starting either one of those running backs. It wouldn't surprise me if Ronald Jones gets back in the mix this week. Peyton Barber, for me, more of a lower end RB3, more RB4 probably more so. Uh, if you do start two flexes, he's more uh, in that realm as a second flex, but... You know, you can run against the Colts here, 21st and run defense DVOA, but again, I just don't feel great about who's going to see the workload for the Bucs. Uh, someone was asking us about Jameis Winston earlier. I like Winston. He is my QB8 on the week here. Uh, you know, for all the turnovers that he has, the fumbles, the interceptions, he has 17 or more fantasy points in nine of his last 10 games. Uh, Indianapolis has allowed exactly two touchdown passes in three straight games. So I think that there is a safe floor for Winston there this week. And Greg, you highlighted Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, how yep. great they've been. They've just been inconsistent. Though. Yes. it's You have the big upside for Godwin and Evans, but you also have a big downside for both of these guys. You're not not going to start them, but you do have to realize there is a lot of volatility when it comes to these two wide receivers. Well, I, I, there's nothing you can do about it, right? No, you have to start them because they can easily win you the week. Obviously, but the only thing that I do wonder is, one, is it we predict who will go off when? And number two, what we do about it next year, right? Like Because I don't want to get too far down because it is a Friday, but... These two guys, they finish in the top three as, or close to it. They're going to both be drafted as number one wide receivers next year in fantasy football. Should they be? 
I think that they should. I mean, a lot will depend on who the quarterback is. I don't know if it's going to be Winston again heading into next year. But if if it is Winston, I mean, this is someone who just likes to wing the ball around. I mean, he's a lot like Ryan Fitzpatrick where he just throws the ball with reckless abandon. And a lot of the times he's throwing the ball down the field and and those are going to go to Mike Evans. And, you know, they've schemed ways for Chris Godwin to get open playing in the slot more this year. And that's a very valuable spot to be in in this offense. So I think that they should both be wide receiver ones. As for this week, I referenced this chart from Graham Barfield yesterday. Over the last eight weeks, you could see where the Colts are allowing more fantasy points, whether it's to outside wide receivers or slot receivers. And over the past eight weeks, they are 26th against outside wide receivers, and they are fifth best against slot receivers. So this should be a better game for Mike Evans. All right, I hit the best game in the AFC. Let me hit the best game in the NFC. It's San Francisco 49ers in New Orleans take on the Saints. It's a game we've certainly had marked on our calendars for quite a while. San Francisco looked good against Baltimore. They'll have to be just as good, if not better. They'll have to be better because they lost to Baltimore. They'll have to be better in New Orleans here on Sunday. So let me. we know how great San Francisco's defense is. Right? So, knowing that fact, EY, I got to throw this to you. Are you hesitant to start anybody on New Orleans outside of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara? That includes Drew Brees. If you have a better option, Eric, at the quarterback spot, do you start them over Drew Brees? Yeah, I mean, Drew Brees is, is uh, like in a lot of um, quarterbacks this week, it seems, is a, kind of the pump fake position, like where you're like, uh, do I start him? Do I not start him? Do, do I start someone off the waiver wire that has a better matchup? Um, this is something that I think a lot of people, uh, me included, have been doing this year, and that's juggling, streaming quarterbacks. That's definitely been a thing. Um that's been very, very prominent in fantasy football in the last couple of years. Uh, it's a thing I, I experimented on a couple of my teams this year is picking a, a quarterback super, super late and then just trying to coddle together with matchups or stuff like that. Drew Brees could fall into that category this week because of how good the San Francisco defense has been. Um, I do believe that New Orleans is going to play angry, and it's hard for me to to go against Drew Brees. He's been such a good and such a productive quarterback for so long. But if there's someone sneaky, maybe a, a Ryan Tannehill uh, against Oakland, yes. uh, someone like that, I mean, you maybe start him over him. I don't even think it's got to be sneaky, man. Like, I don't really want to really? start Drew I have Brees QB 18. I'm right there with you, Greg. Well, yeah, I have he, Jacoby Brissett ahead of him. Yeah, absolutely. I have Ryan Fitzpatrick ahead of absolutely. him. Absolutely. Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. Darnold. Yep. Ryan Tannehill. <clears throat> I, I am worried about you, Drew Brees as well. And do you, do you have, you know. Who, Matt Ryan? Huh? Yeah, just barely. Yeah! <laughs> uh, but it is a tough spot here for Drew Brees. And that doesn't mean, you know, you don't use Michael Thomas. I like Jared Cook quite a bit because of his usage. He has at least 74 sure, yards or sure. a touchdown in four straight games. Like, just because Drew Brees, we expect to have a tougher game here. You know, even if he throws, you know, 250 and two or, you know, 250 and one. You know, that can be 100 yards to Michael Thomas. That can be 60, 70 yards to Jared Cook and, you know, 50 to 60 yards for Alvin Kamara. These guys could still get theirs even in a tougher matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm not going away from Thomas, Kamara, or Jared Cook, but I I think that this is a tougher spot for Drew Brees. Since he's returned from injury, Greg, a lot like Matt Ryan, he is QB 16 in fantasy points per game. So not really showing massive upside. Not exactly where I'm looking, like I said, Drew Brees, Tavius Murray as well. Not my lineup this week against San Francisco. But the 49ers, now we have 30 seconds left, so EY, I want you to simmer on this until we get back to the break. I know I asked you yesterday, we've had some time. He Moster, Pat Brita, Kevin Coleman, they're all startable maybe this week. You had to start one. Which one would you start? Think about that. Weigh on it. Let it simmer. 
and answer it when we come back here on the BFFs. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. All right, you've had your time to think about it. So now, let's see if you have an answer. The question, of course, which, if any, San Francisco running back do you want to start this week? Eric, Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, all expected to be active on Sunday. Very similar situation to the New England Patriots. Uh, It's a great situation for a running back. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has always been the guy, the kind of running back guru. Um, Gurus or running backs are always productive in this offense. Uh, So me, I'm I'm just going to go with Tevin Coleman. He's the starter. Uh, I I believe that he'll have the most carries. I know Mostert had more last year and or last week and went off and had some massive game. But I believe uh, you just got to follow the money and follow who is in the starting position. And I believe that's Tevin Coleman. All right, Greg, here's where I have the San Francisco 49ers running backs ranked this week. Matt Breida, RB38. Raheem Mostert, RB40. Tevin Coleman, RB42. Complete opposite of what I said. <laughs> but not just complete opposite. They're all mixed together. Yeah, right? I'm like hedging my bet. Like, How do you rank these guys this week? Nobody knows who they're going to use. I want to like Matt Breida the most because you know he... He's been on ice for a while. It seemed like he was ready to go last week. They are specifically saving him for this game. They said they wanted him to be 100% for this game against the New Orleans Saints. And I think that, you know, while Raheem Mostert is very explosive, I think Matt Breida is the most explosive of, of all three of these running backs. But EY is exactly right. This is a profitable position for fantasy. Kyle Shanahan running back, specifically in the San Fran offense, behind that offensive line. But as of now, we don't know who it's going to be. And we likely won't know until, you know, the the second quarter of this game. It's going to be a hot hand approach. I'm sure that, you know, all three of these guys are going to get carries early on in this game. And it's whoever is performing the best early in this game is going to be relied on the most. Your guess is as good as mine. I know that that's not what people want to hear, Greg, but it's a tough situation to figure out. I think Matt Breida is the most explosive of the three. I'll take him. I'll take Breida as well. You said to me yesterday, or in this morning, Frank, that Emmanuel Sanders is in a good spot uh, because he could succeed out of the slot. Would that mean Debo Samuel's not in a good spot, potentially facing off against Marshawn Lattimore? I don't want to bet against Debo Samuel because he's been awesome the past couple of weeks, and he's been doing it without seeing massive targets either. You know, last week he just saw four targets and had that catch basically on top of Marcus Peters where he mossed him. So uh, giving us a little bit of a reminder here that he's not just a yak wide receiver. He can actually make plays down the field. But, but, Marshawn Lattimore returned last week on Thanksgiving. He has more time to get ready for this game. Debo Samuel plays mostly on the outside. I believe that he is going to see Marshawn Lattimore a lot in this matchup. So, if you can get away from Lattimore, I have him outside of my top 36. That's something that I would look into doing. I want to like Emmanuel Sanders, Greg, but we don't really know how healthy he is. He hasn't seen a lot of targets the past couple of weeks, but the way to attack New Orleans is through the slot. So I think of all of the wide receivers on the San Francisco side, I think that Emmanuel Sanders has the best matchup here. Well, I agree the best matchup, but like you said, we haven't seen him healthy. We haven't. Yeah, really the usage him. hasn't been great. 
you haven't seen him dominate by any means. I can't do it either, Frank. I'm not. It's a risky proposition for sure. It. I don't. I, I just don't love it. All right, let me move on uh, to another game here. Let me get to let me get to Sunday night where it's Seattle and the Rams because the question that I've gotten EY a lot, and I mentioned this way too much this week about Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, but I'll throw this to you. Can you start Rashad Penny and Chris Carson this week? Oh man, I, I don't. I don't think you can. I, I, I don't feel like I would trust Penny enough. Um, it's even hard when I'm even saying it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Chris Carson, obviously you can trust. This is a team that wants to run the ball. He's going to start. Uh, but I don't feel like in a playoff situation like this, in, in, a, in a position where I need points and I know that a guy's going to get opportunity, I just don't know if it's going to be there for Penny. He's the backup. He's going to get less carries than Carson. Um, and, and it just, everything has to fall right for him to have a big day. Frank, we, we talked about this on Tuesday after Monday Night Football. It was basically 50-50 between Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Carson came out as Penny scored a touchdown late um, on Monday night. Can you do it? I'm with EY, man. It, it's tough. I, I think that you can do it, but I don't really feel great about it. I, I do have Chris Carson as my RB14, high-end RB2, based on the workload he has seen all season long, seeing right around 20 touches, more than 20 touches per game on a weekly basis. This is a tough matchup against the Rams. They are very good against the run, and since they've got Jalen Ramsey, they've actually been good against the pass, too, You know, outside of that game against the Baltimore Ravens, because nobody can stop the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, but I do have Rashad Penny as a mid-RB3, as a flex option. He's my RB31. He saw 15 carries last week. He actually saw more targets than Chris Carson. They both had four carries inside of the red zone. Both had two carries inside of the five-yard line. Rashad Penny has carved out a role. Now, if the Seahawks fall behind Greg, they're going to have to throw the ball more. They're going to get more DK Metcalf and more Tyler Lockett involved here. But ultimately, they are fourth in the NFL in rushing percentage. They want to run the football. That is... Basically how this team is constructed right now, which is so sad because we are being robbed of seeing like prime Russell Wilson. Like, if you gave Russell Wilson just the, the the play calling that Jameis Winston gets, like that would just be insane from a fantasy perspective. Uh, but the long answer is, yes, you can do it. I don't know that I would want to. Penny is an RB3. He is a flex option. I agree. He's in that mix with all these guys we've been talking about this week. You're putting a lot of bags. I have him ahead of Bo. I have him ahead of Darwin Thompson, ahead of Laird, ahead of Duke Johnson. I don't know about Darwin Thompson, man. Damian Williams officially ruled out for this Sunday. Yeah. Obviously, Darwin Williams on IR. I was ranking this assuming the whole time that Damian Williams was out. I don't know, man. I think I like Darwin so, Thompson. So you would put Darwin Thompson higher? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's something that I'm going to wrestle with. Okay. Um, on the other side, specifically with the Los Angeles Rams, we talked about Cooper Cup. All right, you know, he's Cooper Cup. It's fine. Robert Woods has actually been really, really good over the past few weeks, ever since he missed that one game. He's been really good since coming back. Brandon Cooks, we talked about earlier on Monday. He's not. He's just not there. He's falling by the wayside compared to Cooper Cup and compared to Robert Woods. Any issue with just benching him this week, EY? No, just because of his, his former play. The reality is, is he hasn't been getting it done for weeks and weeks. Yeah. And so benching him, I mean, that wouldn't be a surprise to me. Um, it also wouldn't be a surprise to me that he has, you know, five catches for 115 yards and a touchdown. Uh, that This is who Brandon Cooks is. This is who he's been. Like, I understand last year there was a lot more volume. Uh, Jared Goff was better. The offensive line was better. The running game was better. The Rams were a better team, especially offensively. They're struggling this year, uh, and, and Cooks, I just believe Jared Goff isn't given the time to throw the deep balls, and that's, that's, uh, that's Cooks' game. 
yeah, I can't fool around with Brandon Cooks in the fantasy playoffs, Greg. I agree that it wouldn't surprise me if Brandon Cooks gets back involved in this game. I don't think that the Seattle Seahawks secondary is very good. I think that you can actually throw on them. I do like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods as wide receiver twos this week. They're both inside of my top 20 heading into week 14. Uh, it's actually a better matchup for Cup uh, going up against the slot defenders in Seattle, so I do like him more than I like Robert Woods. Uh, but the volume has been there for Robert Woods, and I love Greg. I love Tyler Higby again this week. It doesn't look like Gerald Everett is going to play, and he is my tight end nine. He is a top 10 tight end for me. Last time these two teams faced off, they combined for 59 points, and Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett combined for nearly 200 receiving yards against the Seahawks. The Seahawks allow a ton of fantasy production to opposing tight ends. Kyle Rudolph just had a touchdown last week against this team. I think Tyler Higby is in another prime, prime spot here, Greg. Tyler Higby certainly in a good spot. He's more and more a part of the offense here uh, for Los Angeles in recent weeks. Let me continue on, Frank. Let me try to hit a few more games. And that brings me to Arizona, where the Cardinals are hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner have once again been ruled out this week for Pittsburgh. Doug Hodges gets another start against Arizona. I think one of the biggest questions we have, Frank, is can you start Vance McDonald for Pittsburgh? So I have Vance McDonald as my tight end 12, so I think the answer is yes, he's a streaming tight end, and I know that there have been a few, a very select few tight ends that haven't shown up against the Cardinals. Tyler Eifert comes to mind, there might have been somebody else as well, but look at what Tyler Higby just did last week against this Cardinals defense, and I think that, you know, they've acknowledged that. I've actually read a few articles this week about how they want to get Vance McDonald going, and they know that this is a really good matchup for him. Hell, OJ Howard even went off against this Arizona Cardinals defense, so I think that you can stream Vance McDonald in this spot here, Greg. I think him and Mike Gusecki are really the streaming tight ends that I'm looking at heading into week 14. I do like James Washington as well. He's developed a rapport with Doc Hodges, and this Arizona Cardinals secondary is just absolutely brutal. I like Benny Snell as a high-end flex option as well, and this pains me to say, Greg, I have Kyler Murray in a few leagues. I would try my hardest to get away from him. The, the two games that he has really, really struggled this year, the Saints and last week against the Rams, he struggles under pressure. The Pittsburgh Steelers, have uh, they average the most pressures per game in the he NFL, and they are third in total sacks. I think Kyler Murray is in for a really, really tough spot here. They are good. Their, their defense is legitimately good, um, and I think it's not a great spot. I totally agree with Kyler Murray. Is a good enough spot, EY, for Kenyon Drake, though? I feel like, I mean, with this offense, they're they're going to have short passes. They're they're going to try to move the ball. They're going going to have a ton of opportunity to to move the ball in this defense because that's what this team wants to do. They want to run a ton of plays. Drake's the starter there, which uh, is is bizarre for me to say even out loud. Uh, I have him in a few places, and and I'm likely to start him this week. But I am worried about him because the defense has been very very good. Yeah, Kenyon Drake just played 80% of the snaps, but you're right, EY. The Pittsburgh Steelers allowing under four yards per carry to opposing running backs so far this season. So it's it's a volume play versus a bad matchup, and you really, you, you've really got to weigh that yourself. But I think that he is in the mix as a high-end flex option. He's still seeing a lot of targets. Uh, the workload has been there. They fell behind last week. He still had 13 carries, but 80% snap share for Kenyon Drake. It's really hard to get away from that as a flex option. All righty. Anything else on this game, Frankie, before we move on? Um, you know, James Washington. Uh, people are going to have questions about Christian Kirk. I think he is a lower end wide receiver three. People wanted to trust him last week against Jalen Ramsey and the Rams. 
That did not work out. I don't know that it's going to work this uh, this week either. Pittsburgh, all around, their defense is good. They're going to get pressure. I think that's going to force Kyler Murray to have to get the ball out quicker. That doesn't bode well for Christian Kirk, who has a higher average depth of target. Uh, he sees more targets uh, further down the field, Greg. You mentioned during the break that Corey Davis is a sneaky start this week, potentially. <laughs> you want to go on record with that? Um. Yeah, I told you during the break, Greg, so you didn't really have to bring it up on the broadcast. But we will talk about Corey Davis here uh, because A.J. Brown is dealing with a calf injury. I think A.J. Brown should be good to go, but pay attention to this here. If he can't, I like Ryan Tannehill because you can throw against the Oakland Raiders. Their defense does not get pressure. Their secondary is very bad. If A.J. Brown cannot go, Ryan Tannehill is going to have to throw the ball to somebody. John Smith hasn't been involved. Adam Humphreys hasn't been involved. A.J. Brown has been his guy. If A.J. Brown is out or is limited in any capacity, I think that Corey Davis can have a sneaky game. This is more of, I'm throwing that out there for deeper leagues. You know, don't just, you know, in your 12-team leagues, you know, just randomly pick up Corey Davis and trust him as a wide receiver three. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in DFS, salary is uh, very low. And in deeper leagues, if you need to play, just pay attention to that whole situation with A.J. Brown. Obviously, Derrick Henry, your boy EY, is going to do Derrick Henry things, which is always very, very good for fantasy owners. He's been fantastic this week. Ryan Tannehill, clearly a start, um, as he has been for the last several weeks. Say it loud, say it proud, Greg. He has been. Ryan Tannehill is certainly a start. For the Oakland side, you're starting Darren Waller. And Josh Jacobs, man, played the race, like a separated shoulder or something. Kind of crazy, EY. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know even if he does play, uh, I don't know how effective he's going to be. He's pretty banged up. Oakland is on on just a vicious slide and the Tennessee Tennessee Titans are going the other way. They seem to get a little bit better and better offensively each week. This defense has been sneaky good all year. Uh the Oakland Raiders are in for it this week, that's for sure. All right, two more games, Frank, on Sunday with just a minute to go. Your New York Jets at home taking on ETS Take it on the Miami Dolphins, Frankie. What do you got? I do like Ryan Fitzpatrick as a DFS quarterback. I like him as a stream as well if you are desperate. Obviously, you're using Devontae Parker. Laird is a lower-end flex option on the other side. Le'Veon Bell, pay attention. He has an illness. If you own Le'Veon Bell, pick up Bilal Powell as well. I love, love, love Robbie Anderson this week. He is a low-end wide receiver too for me, Greg. Anything with Washington Green Bay with five seconds left? Uh, start all the running backs. There you go. He's EY. He's Frank. Good luck in the playoffs. We'll do it all again next week. We hope. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. So what did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. 33% say you have to start Alexander Madison. Sorry, buddy. I'm not going to do that. Ah, oh, come on. I'm not going to do that. We'll see. We'll see what the poll says, though. We will see. We will. We've got so, some time left. On today's show, we went through a lot of the games yesterday, which was great. We spent a lot of time breaking down the games. Today, we'll do all the games that we missed. It'll be great. Um, you can call that kind of like the leftovers, right? Because we haven't done half the games. Like leftovers. Mm. Get it? Sure. Yeah. You go ahead and play play the soundbite if you want to. As well. well, I didn't prepare Danny. That's, that's, that's not fair. <laughs> I, I can't do that. Well, we've got, we got time throughout the break. You hungry? 
Didn't get your fill from the waiver wire? No. The BFFs has your leftovers. What's this? Never mind. Give me a whole lot of... We got a whole slate of leftovers. A whole plate, boom, of leftovers to get to. So let's begin with arguably the game of the weekend. The New England Patriots hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. A rematch of the AFC Championship game from a year ago. That one was in Kansas City. This one is in New England. EY, my question to you, which running, you can only start one from each team. Which running back do you want to start from the Chiefs? And which running back do you want to start from the from the New England Patriots? Uh, judging by last week, it's, it's going to be James White. Um, but I, I'm staying strong on this, just like I've been all year. The Patriots running backs, it, it's a mess every year. Everyone wanted to tell me in the offseason that Sony Michelle was the unequivocal number one running back, was going to carry the ball, was going to score a pile of touchdowns. Well, that hasn't happened because that's not what the Patriots do. Um, James White uh, had a hell of a game. It seemed like there were times when he was the only guy on the field or the only guy that Brady could see last week. Um, so that, that would be my, my vote. Uh, but, I mean, it's a dart throw, just like it's always been. And I'm going to go with McCoy. I think he's going to be the starter. But I do have a sneaky suspicion about Darwin Thompson. Frankie, same question to you, my friend. I actually have Darwin Thompson ranked the highest of the Chiefs running backs so far. Damian Williams did not practice again yesterday. I haven't seen the Chiefs practice report yet for the for today, but I would be very surprised if Damian Williams is good to go in Week 14. Darrell Williams has already been ruled out, so I will take Darwin Thompson as well. Sean McCoy has been inactive over the past month or so. He has seen a limited workload, uh, and per- perhaps they've been saving him for a game like this, but personally, I feel like Darwin Thompson is in play for double-digit touches here in this game against the New England Patriots. And then on the other side, I think James White is what he has been all season long, Greg. He is a flex. He had a bunch of work last week. They were trailing for a lot of last week. I'm not sure that that's going to be the case. I have Sony Michelle ranked the highest of the Patriots running backs this week. You can run on the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think that they will try to do just that. Remember the playoffs, Greg? I do. That was, that was a game where uh, Sony Michelle scored, I believe it was three touchdowns that's correct. against the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of Sony Michelle. 